Welcome to the Allegory of Spots podcast series. Thanks for joining. In each episode, we introduce a new spot. We talk about how spots hinder our progression mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically, and how to overcome any spot that may be holding you back. As you begin to move and apply the things you learn, you'll start to see weaknesses become strengths, and you'll begin to see and feel greater light come into your lives. Welcome to the Allegory of Spots. I am Holly, and today we're going to talk about the spot of anger. And isn't anger so prevalent in our world today? It seems like it's modeled out in the news, on TV programs, in families, in personal relationships. You know, people just get pretty darn upset. And as of today, we sit on the precipice of a possible war that's ready to play out between Russia and Ukraine. There's a lot of anger in this world. It happens as we drive in our cars. You've all heard the term road rage. Well, why do we have to get so angry at everyone on the road? Kind of interesting. Have you ever personally shouted out a comment when you were angry and thought afterwards, well, that was about the dumbest thing I think I've ever said? Well, did you know that when your emotions rise up in anger, it's like going up a ladder? The higher you go on those rungs of anger, the more angry you get. You actually lose IQ. You lose the ability to think and reason. Now, that seems pretty dangerous to me because at a time when you need to be firing on all cylinders, you need all your intelligence, all of your emotions, you're throwing those out the window and unable to speak intelligently. Now, try and visualize yourself coming back down the ladder that ladder of great emotion, out-of-control anger, frustration, angry, frustrated, annoyed. You're coming back down, and as you do that, you actually regain your IQ. A psychologist, Deborah Rosman, made this point. She said, if you don't manage your emotions, your emotions will manage you. So you can see that they are a problem. You hear stories all the time about problems that happen in anger, shootings. You know, it's, it's got to stop. In 1965, there was a song that was released by Burt Bacharach and Hal David. And the words go like this. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just too little of. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. No, not just for some, but for everyone. So what is this love? What is this love that everyone needs? Well, we know that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave his only begotten son for you. He gave his only begotten son for me, for everyone. So I think this love that we need Because another name for this person, Jesus Christ, is love. He showed us the way. And even in three Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, it tells the story of Jesus going in a boat to sail across. I think they were at the Sea of Galilee. And as they hopped in this boat to make this trip across the sea, a great wind started up. And we know that Christ was tired and he fell asleep in the boat. And as the wind arose, the storm started raging, and his apostles were afraid. 
And they went to the boat and they woke him up. And they said, Master, the tempest is raging. Look, look at this. And he stood up and he calmed the wind. He calmed the waves. Just think how he could calm the anger and the wrath and the fear inside of you. Give him this spot. Kneel down. Confess your desire to remove this spot of anger. Do not let it take hold of you and control you because it can destroy relationships. It can destroy families. So here's a challenge for you. Think of someone who makes you angry, who's harder for you to love, and try and look at them in a different way, a way that you've never tried to look at them before. This is your mission to behold them, to look at them in a loving way and see them with new eyes. What characteristics do you see that weren't visible to you before? Focus on those traits, and you will see this person in a whole new light. In the New Testament, the book of James, chapter 1, 19 to 20, it reads, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God, and God is the way, he is the light. At the end of each episode, you'll hear us repeat the steps on how to remove your spots. It's simple. There are four steps in the process. Number one, start by making a comprehensive list of all the things in your life that you need to get rid of, or repent of, or even be healed from. You'll know when your list is complete, when you feel you've included all the items that come to mind. Number two, take an inventory of what you're feeding your spirit, because what you feed your spirit is what feeds your flesh. Your body will follow your spirit. Number three, now you've identified the spots, let's get rid of them or cast them off, and here's how you do that. Present your list to God through prayer. Ask Him for help. Ask Him to remove your spots, to literally take them from you. Ask God to remove and offload all your burdens, your stresses, and your concerns. Stop trying to carry them alone. They weren't meant for you to carry. And number four, once you've finished steps one through three, it's time to start the process again. Only this time, dig a little deeper into your soul, searching out even the smallest of spots you might have overlooked or not even recognized. Ask God to reveal them. He has a way of bringing them to the surface. And finally, continue these steps until you've completely cleansed yourselves of any and all spots. Then move forward day by day using the atonement of Jesus Christ to keep yourself unspotted.